This, this, this is, is, Fight Disciples. Um, the reason why we're in the Fighters Hotel is because I've heard that uh, Bispin and Masvidal are staying in the same gaff. I just fancy a kickoff and us being able to capture it. So <laughs> we're going to sit here. If this is two hours, three hours long, there's a chance that it might go at some point. <laughs> Let's set the fire alarm off again. <laughs> that almost worked last that time. It was you guys. It was us, yeah. Fight disciples. We thought it was you. As soon as it went off. They've had fire for outside the hotel, I've learned. <laughs> you just come from uh, Fighters Interviews. We yep. just had press day. We'll talk, we'll talk main one, shall we, first of all? Shall we go to the go main event? Because I actually think Till looks well. I really do. He's got new teeth. He's got new hair cut. He's yeah, got a great tan. I think they're going to affect his weight cut, though, them teeth. Reckon? I reckon that's why he shaved his head. The, the crack of them, aren't they? Like, oh. Rascals. Like piano keys, them bad boys, aren't they? He's got them straight from Bobby, Bobby Firmino's dentist, Nick. But he is. I think he's looking quite well for fight week, mate. I mean, we've yeah. covered many of his fights. I think he looks mint. Mm. Yourself? You know, the, the difference I notice with him more than anything, and he's always a very focused individual, but the energy he had around uh, uh, the open workouts yesterday, you know, everybody on the stage, they kind of come out, they play to the crowd. Darren wasn't even bothered the crowd were there. Not, not that he didn't want to put a show on for them, but he was just laser focused. It was like he was on a podium in front of everybody, but he was in his own head the whole time. And you could see that there were, he was working through things in his head, he was visualizing stuff. Which, I mean, to have that presence of mind when you're weight cutting, I think is a good, really good sign. Is what? he weight cutting though? I mean, you spent a bit of time with him. Is yeah. he weight cutting? Well, he's, he'll, he, always weight, he he'll always have to cut weight, no matter how yeah, well he like makes he it. Normally does. Well, you say normally. He made weight pretty easily in Dallas as well. He was down there less than an hour in Dallas. I waited outside the, the, the gym area where they were all cutting weight. So, and Darren was one of the first out. So, it's just nice to. He does that a lot, stand outside, so. Yeah, and men exactly, yeah. It's, it's just nice <laughs> to. Got be it in Sweden, didn't you? Talking man? about it <laughs> less than. We should be. You know, it's not about weight cut no more. It's not about that. It's about what Darren Till can do when he's switched on. And right now he's in great shape. The weight cut's not going to be a problem. The teeth aren't going to be an issue. And uh, it should be pretty explosive. So, what I'm, what I'm looking into about yesterday, Dan, though, was the fact that Masvidal didn't do any. It's enough to open workouts. He did Q&A. Now, that was cool for the fans. He had the fans eating out the palm of his hands. But should we, should we be looking into that a little bit more to go, like, he's not training? Is he trying not to show us something? Maybe is he... That was my thought. That was yeah, my man. first thought. When he came out and he did... Uh, Do you want to move that? Big Steve. <laughs> big Steve. Do you want me to just check that camera? Just, just check that camera because Big Steve... Anybody else in the camera. world, you go, what are you doing, mate? Exactly. Because it's Big, big Steve. Steve. You're like, no, no, no. Let him do what he wants. You'll never see a UFC event again. You won't be allowed to watch pay-per-view. <laughs> are we still framed? We're still framed. <laughs> We're still on the kitchen. You can hear him in the background as well. Of course we can. Bispin's just rocks up. Of course we can. You know what? I, I thought the same thing when uh, when Masvidal was doing. I mean, he did a bit of like self-defense stuff, like taught people how to throw a good headbutt and a groin shot, that kind of thing. But yeah, then the Q and A. I, I thought that. I mean, the thing is, in this fight, if he's going to have an advantage, it's experience and technique. It's a technical yeah. advantage. So anything that he does at the weigh-ins is going to be watched. He's going to be studied and pulled apart. Sorry, open workouts. I mean, do you know what I mean? I just don't think he wants to show anything. But at the same time, I think he also wants to show the fans how relaxed he was. Yeah. And how, how much he was enjoying himself. I thought it was a nice move because he had the fans eating off the palm of his hand. He won quite a lot of yeah. UK fans over, I think, with his relaxed approach. So maybe he's trying to counter that 
uh, you know, sweet Caroline walkout that Till's going to have, that's going to absolutely blow the roof off and try and avoid a few boos, but I think it's too little too late. Yeah. I think I, he's getting booed no matter what. Well, I'm sure I'm sure he will on the night. I, I think I think we'll be surprised at the amount of the, uh, the arena that are behind him, though, that just mm. appreciate him as a fighter, even yeah, though absolutely. he is fighting Darren. I mean, when he walked out yesterday, uh, even before he'd spent all that time with the fans, he was still... Yeah, still had a big pop when he walked out. They're still really, really happy to, to have him over it. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a, a world-class welterweight, and he's been fighting for years and years. Like, if you've just got into the sport, if you've been following it for ten years, you know who Masvidal is because mm. he's that kind of fighter. Yeah, we're going now. The fight goes down. Do you think they're going to stand toe to toe from the first bell? Pretty much. Do you think? Yeah, I do. I think pretty much. I and think... Do you think it will be more considered pressure from Darren this time round? Because you kind of take so it's, it's, it's percentages at the highest level, isn't it? You know what I mean? We saw with Cody a couple of weeks ago. Let's just throw help, you know. And he ended up getting clipped. He ended up losing the fight. Can Darren take that risk? I think he can. I think he's confident in his chin. I mean, you know, he's coming off that loss to, to Woodley, but then I would imagine he can say to himself, nobody's going to be able to punch like Woodley in this division aside from Woodley. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I think he's going to look at Masvidal, someone that used to be able to make lightweight, and thinks, I'll probably be able to walk through a couple of shots to, to land my own. I mean, he said he's going to, he wants a first-round knockout, so the, the idea is that he's going to start fast. So I think the first thing we see is, is Masvidal just kind of brace himself in those first five minutes and just see what Darren's going to do. I, I think we might see Masvidal wrestle a little bit, but I think that'll be more instinctive if he finds himself under a lot of pressure. Mm. You know? Nick, I don't, know, I don't know about you, but what I find with Masvidal is that he's most dangerous when he's hurt. I've yeah. seen so many Masvidal fights where he's on the cage and you're thinking, he's going in a minute, and then all of a sudden an el sneaky little inside elbow will come and the kid's like, change the fight like that. Yeah, well, he's a street fighting man, isn't he? That's his background, you know? He know, only knows one way to throw down. Like yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got <coughs> far streets. more experience, far more experience than Darren Till, and he believes that's going to be crucial in this fight. But I, I don't think experience is going to get the opportunity to come into it if, if it plays out how Darren Till hopes anyway. And Till's going to jump on him. Till's trying to make a statement right now. He's, he's trying to make a statement to say, I want the first shot at Kamari Wozman. And if Kobe's going to get that shot, then put me in with Ben Askren because I'm ready and I'm ready to run through anybody, whatever it takes to get that belt. He wants to put the... It was it, cool today to hear him talk about the Woodley fight because... So many fighters say, what about running Woodley back? Because well, maybe Woodley, so, yeah. Woodley's going to need a knock, isn't he? I think so many fighters will look back on, on defeats like that. Certainly the first defeat in your career, and you think, oh, I've moved on a lane from it. It was an experience. Uh, uh, you know, I found holes in my game. He wasn't speaking like that today, Till. Till said, it's there. It's a thorn in my side every day. Every day I think about it, and every day I feel how low it was and how, how painful it was. He's manned up and he said, and listen, I'm, emba I'm embarrassed about not pulling the trigger, which is a lot of people on social media said, obviously, afterwards. I know you shouldn't pay too much attention with social media, but the fan, that's what a lot of fans said. And he's manned up and he's took it and he said, yeah, that's what happened. And, uh, and it's about using the animosity that he has towards that moment and propelling himself forward now, isn't it? Mm. Well, I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing him so relaxed this week when it comes to the weight cut, because I think he realises going into that fight, he'd made the fight about making weight. Yeah. And once the weight had been made, it was almost like the fight was done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is why I don't think he had that pop, that energy when he got in there. I think he felt like he already got the victory by making the weight. And I mean, obviously that's not the right mentality to have, but if he can learn from that, and if he can put that into this one, take the, the way in as a part of the fight where you can make sure that he shows up fight night. I, I think we get, we get to see the, the original Darren Till that got him the title shot in the first place. Is that why, is that why, let's be honest, they chose Masvidal? Is that why, of all the options out there, and there would have been options it's for Till, you know, the, the two co-main event guys wanted Till, and yet he chose Masvidal. Is that, is that the reason why? Because he knows Masvidal's going to engage, he knows 
no matter what his game plan is, at some stage, Masvidal will revert to type and will yeah. go toe to toe. I, I think so. I mean, the UFC, especially when you're coming off a title shot, they want to make sure that you're not dropping too far down the rankings and giving someone too much of a leg up. I don't think there is anybody else in the top top ten that really wants to fight him. I mean, we know Leon Edwards wanted that fight, but it, it makes sense for Darren to turn that fight down. Mm. You know, you don't risk your international status by gambling a, a, a local status, yeah. if that makes sense. Whereas Leon's got a lot to gain from it. I mean, Leon wants the winner of the, of the main event. He said that to me several times this week. And he's not really bothered who it's going to be. I mean, the Battle of Britain, obviously, that he wants with Darren Till makes sense. But for Till... He, he's looking at one fight, two fights, and then a title shot. We've still got to remember that he wants middleweight. Mm. He's not going to be comfortable at this weight. And the longer he spends at this weight class, the more difficult it's going to get for him. Mm. So he's, he's looking at the... I mean, I, I, we know he was offered Cob uh, Colby Covington, who turned it down. Um, Usman's around, he's talking himself into a fight as well. Uh, sorry, um, uh, Askren's around, he's talking himself into a fight. He's here, yeah. guest fighter, so that's going to be a bunch what of What about drama. that matchup? Is that not just all wrong? I think it's, it's all wrong for Till. Yeah, it is. That's think, what I mean. Yeah. It is. It, I mean, it's, it's a good matchup for, for Askren, especially because if you can get inside Darren's, Darren's game, you know, it, it could quite easily take him down and, uh, and smother him and make it very difficult for him. But then again, if Darren catches him like Robbie Lawler caught him, then yeah. Darren won't let him off the hook, he'll smash him to bits. So, I'm not, I'm, for, in terms of Darren Till, I'm not afraid of that fight at all. I just don't think it makes sense right now. I think what makes sense has come out of Usman if he does the business on Saturday night and does it in style. Have you, uh, have you seen his bets, by the way? I haven't, no, where you at? Go on. Admit it. Admit it. Go on, what, what do you mean, where you at? Where do you think he's at? Well, I, I think he's put, bet his house on Darren Till winning. No, no, not just that, mate. How many Scouts fighters are on this card? Oh, oh he's bet all of them, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's bet all of them. Four times. <laughs> <laughs> All in. Have you got ends accumulator? McCann, Danny Roberts, until yeah. accumulator. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Anybody Comes in, champagne associated with the Liverpool <laughs> house goes on. Exactly. Have you ever backed against a Scouse fighter? No. Ever? It's not my, it's not in my Only DNA. Only when you Yeah, exactly. The whole city bet against me. It's not in my DNA. No. Of course not. Got to back your own, haven't you? But that said, <laughs> in all seriousness, no. <laughs> all seriousness. This card, Dan, in terms of backing our own, this feels like a new frontier for British MMA because when you look down the card, yeah, there's a couple of belt and domestic fights like Jacquesi and Duffy and obviously Marshman and Phillips, which yeah. is just flames. Awesome. But the rest of the card is like incredibly exciting prospect, incredibly exciting prospect, multi-time performance winner. Molly McCann, former Cage Warriors champion, who didn't even get to show us a flash of what she's absolutely capable of. Look at her now, she's sitting 10 yards away from us. She's already yeah. in the kind of shape she was in. And do you know what? When she was Cage Warriors camp, she wasn't even in that shape. No. She's in best shape that she's ever been in. I'm so excited to see her fight on Saturday as well. Did you see the, the, the before and after that she posted? Unbelievable. Of a, a UFC photos from her debut and then today. Mm. I mean, I, I've, been, I've been watching her on her Instagram. It's a bit like Nick after this Quince thing that he's been yeah, watching. Oh, yeah, he's looking a little, little slender. Is that right? Yeah. On my way to 170. <laughs> Mate, he turned down dessert today, did he? I don't believe that. He did. I didn't turn down that a beer, did I? <laughs> the only one out of the three of us on the air. <laughs> no, but she's looking in mint condition, isn't yeah, she? And obviously, it's something, maybe the penny dropped or something, something, something different with this particular camp because, as you've just said, walking around, relaxed, normally. We're on weighing day here, or the night before weighing, should I say? It's normally hell. It's like zombie, Zombieville, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. Is. Normally, uh, it is. Fighters hotel. Well, we're, and she's just we're, chilling, no we're 15 hours away from making weight, and she's sitting in the lobby, relaxed, mm. happy. You know, and she was saying earlier, Liverpool was different. She had media commitments in Liverpool. Everybody in Liverpool expected her to win. Everybody in Liverpool was was turning out to cheer on Molly McCann. She had so much pressure on her. She's just chilling out. 
she's been in the lobby for a couple of hours mm. and she's happy and I think I think unlike Liverpool where she took the fight at late notice and she accepts herself you know she looked all too much like the meatball nickname which is nothing to do with the size by the way to do the fact she obviously used to work at Subway but she's embarrassed by that photograph she looks at it now she's embarrassed she's in that shape and she's in the UFC now she's here she's serious she's professional she's at a full camp and maybe that's what it is then maybe that's why she's so relaxed because in the back of her mind she's done the work mm. it's in the tank yeah nothing to worry about now quite possibly paul daly always used to say to me prepare to uh, fail to prepare prepare to fail you know what i mean if you've not prepared as well as you feel like you could have done you, you're stepping into the octagon with doubt in your mind yeah and that forces you to make bad decisions especially when you've got someone you know, i mean obviously you know uh, uh, McCann's debut, she was fighting uh, Gillian Robertson, not Gillian Anderson, as I always say on the broadcast. I don't know why. I can get a name right when I'm uh, when I'm not recording the uh, comms. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Gillian Robertson, we know she's a good black belt. We know she's going to try and get the fight to the floor. So Molly got in there, first and foremost, with the idea of being defensive. Don't get taken down. That's the, that's the, first, that's the first thing. It's not the way that Molly fights. No. It's not the way that she fights. We remember her last fight on, uh, on Cage Warriors. I mean, as soon as you see her walking forward with a, with a, a chin tucked and her hands up, you're like, she means business. Right. And we didn't really see that in her debut because I think she was so defensively minded knowing that she had such a good grappler in front of her. Is, is that part of the reason you think that anyone who follows Molly on social media for the last nine months, we, all we've seen her do is go to jiu-jitsu tournaments? Is that to have that in the back of your mind as well? So, okay, well, what if I am taking down? Because she's talking now about, I need a submission. This is Molly McCann. She's a knockout machine. She's a former ABA champion, and she's talking about I need a submission. Yeah, adding levels to her game. You know, again, it's a confidence thing. If you can show that you've got submission ability, you don't have to use it. You just need to show that you've got it. Sometimes, just to remind your fighter yeah. that you're, you, you you're well rounded. I mean, most fighters in her division are going to look at her and go, "She's a boxer. I've got to take her down and, uh, and you know, and submit to take her back." If she can then turn that on its head and get a submission, people are going to not only think that she's brought up a ground game, but brought it up enough to be threatening there as well, which is a, a second arsenal that you really might not want to deal with, especially when she's got such heavy hands. Mm. There's a couple of um, British fighters that, are, that I would say are under a little bit of pressure this weekend. Obviously, we've just been mentioning Molly there. She'll put pressure on herself, no question. But Jacquezzi, I think he's under massive pressure to perform this weekend. You know, we've seen guys cut for less. I don't want to talk like that, really, because I'm, I'm a massive fan of Mark. But he's got to perform this weekend, hasn't he? He has. I mean, he's got the right haircut to stick around for four losses in a row. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. already proven that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, he, he does know that. I spoke to him during the fighter interviews earlier today, and, and I mean, you can kind of see it's weighing on him. He knows that he's got to turn this around. But at the same time, I think he's identified where he went wrong. You know, he moved away from what was working yes. and he put himself in a gym where he was focused solely on, I mean, we were just talking about Molly McCann, focused solely on being defensive. He's in a gym where they're discouraging him throwing kicks, especially the wild spinning stuff, because you're going to catch somebody well, and knock him. them out. That was his thing. Exactly. Yeah. So they stifled that and then they forced him to defend takedowns a lot, which put him in a defensive mindset. And when we saw that against Hack Brass in his last fight, he comes out and he was just, he just felt smothered the whole time. I said that to you earlier on, didn't I? He's, he's looked shock shy. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's looking thinking him. and then he's second guessing himself. Whereas mm -hmm. when he first onto the scene, away from himself. So was he back in the UK scene, full time now? Down is he training there full time? Back full time with Daz Morris actually. Good. He's floating around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we want to see. We want to see Flashy Mark Jacquezzi, don't we? We do. We do. Because Flashy Mark Jacquezzi was a potential title contender. Mm. 
that was it's crazy. Yeah. And you know, it, it's been a tough lesson for him to learn. I think a lot of a lot of British fighters have that mentality that you've got to go to America to make it. You've got to go there, but. If it's not the best for you, if you're not getting the best out of it, what's the point? Mm. You know, you've got to, it, it, it's a short career. You've got to exploit what opportunities you've got to have the best training you can possibly have for you. Yep. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't work for you, fuck out and find somewhere that does. Yeah, mm. but it's funny enough, Leon Edwards was talking about that earlier because uh, before he fought Kamara Hoosman, which was, what, nine fights ago now, eight or nine fights ago, he went out to, um, to AKA to prepare for that mm. because he thought, I'm going to be under wrestling pressure, I'm going to work my wrestling hard for this whole training camp. And when he got in this, same as we've seen with Jacasey coming out of American Top Team, he he was constantly thinking about defending a takedown. Yeah. You know, and then something else we've got to consider with Jacasey, I mean, like throwing full power kicks at the, at the speed and power that he does, that's like throwing an elbow in sparring. Yeah. Like you can't do that. So you're throwing kicks at 60, 70, 80% power, they're much easier to catch for yeah, people yeah. that want to take you down. Mm. So if you're pulling the power out of your kicks and then you're being discouraged from throwing them entirely because people are taking you down, mm. you need to kind of have that kill shot mentality when you throw a kick, like the, the speed that he does anyway. What you're basically saying, Dan, is fuck your opponent. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah. Fuck them all. <laughs> throw, just throw. <laughs> just throw, just throw at them. I did it. You should go into coaching. I should, you, you know should, what, I should do that. Fuck <laughs> what they're going to do. This is what we're going to do. This, I want to talk to you both about the Battle of Britain. The Battle of Wales, sorry. The Valleys. The Valley Battle. Swansea versus Cardiff. That's naughty. Mate, Wales are going for the Grand Slam about two o'clock Saturday afternoon. Then these two throw down in the real Grand Slam at like eight o'clock in the evening. Yeah, it's going to be epic. Both guys today at Media Day were kind of on the best behaviour. Loads of respect for each other. Yeah. They've never trained together, but they talked about it and everything else. And they were saying, listen, once this fight's done, we'll have a beer together. But they're both in a weird situation, Dan, because they're both on skids. And, they, and both of them accepted today. Unfortunately, when I knock him out, I'm going to end the career of a fellow Welshman, and I'm upset about that. But this is the game. It is the game, you know. It's, it's, it's a it's, sick choice by matchmaker. <laughs> Who made it? Was it Shelby? Was it Maynard? I, I don't it's know. Sick man. Some genius. Some, some, <laughs> yeah. some sick genius. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, it is. It is unfortunate when we get that. I mean, similar with Jukasi and, uh, and, and Joe Duffy. I mean, we don't really want to see either of the, those guys lose. But it is the nature of the sport. This is the the most the harshest filtration system in the world. You know, once you get put into this mix, you fight whoever's in front of you. And it just so happens that with Marshman and Phillips, you've got two guys that are very similar stylistically, that go about the fight in a, in a very similar way, that yep. have the same intention to finish the fight in the same way. And neither of them take a back step. Mm. Both got a bit of damage on their faces. It could get messy, this one. It's yes. a bloody one. I'm all for the, the matchmaking. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck them in a cage, lock oh, the door, and let's have it, lads. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> that's exactly what will happen in this fight. Yeah. Exactly what's going to happen. I can't wait for it. You've called it as a sleeper, haven't you, on the card of basically oh, yeah. where a lot of people are coming to see Darren, a lot of people come to see Rocky, and a couple Nathaniel of Daniel Wood. Yeah, exactly that. But that fight is the one. It's got bonus written all over it, isn't it. I'll give you a little tip. I'll give the fans a little tip. Whenever you're looking at a fight card, always pay attention to the first fight on the main card. Yes. Because the reason that they put that fight and the first one on the main card is because they want to get the crowd going mental. Like, me and Marcus Davis were moved to first fight on the main card because they want to open the TV segment with the fans going crazy. 
that is going to be wild. Start to finish, that is going to be wild. However long it lasts, you know, both guys, you know, both guys are, are coming with the same intention to get a dramatic finish. You've got the hammer against. I mean, I know he's not using this nickname anymore, but the white Mike Tyson. Do you know, you know what I mean? I love it. I love it. You just, you, you know exactly what you're going to get with these two guys, and with, you know, with the bragging rights, the local bragging rights online, I, I, I think it adds a little bit of extra spice to it. Mm. We're not, we're not spoke about the core men. We're not spoke about Leon and uh, and Gunny really. Have we? We've, we've, we've brief, briefly touched on it and what they maybe could go on to get from Leon's point of view. But I think Gunny's coming off the best performance of his career so far, man. You know the what I mean? This is, this is not like a walk in the park for him. Yeah. This is not like just been teed up for Leon Edwards to sort Gunny out to move on to Darren Till. He's got a fucking fight on his hands. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of respect for beating someone like Gunnar Nelson. You know, if he if 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 Leon Edwards is able to beat Gunnar Nelson, even if you beat him by, by decision, for me that's a very impressive thing to do mm. because Gunnar's so so insistent upon the way that he fights. And and I think that you know talking talking about his last fight against. Charles Oliveira. I feel like that was the the more the most aggressive version yeah, of him. Yes. I, I asked him about it earlier. He said, "Well, he pissed me off." <laughs> I said, "Can Gunny be pissed off?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, you can. If you grab the fence, you elbow him in the back of the head, and you poke him in the eyes. That right. pisses him and, off. Yeah. And Cowboy Oliveira did all Fuck three of those. Now, so Leon should just open the door for him. <laughs> come on in, Gunny. Yeah. Come on, come yeah. in, friend. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep him on level two. <laughs> how, how, how would you advise Leon to go about this? Because on the deck, you would think. Gunny's got it all day long. So, from my point of view as an observer, you think keep this on the feet for as long as you possibly can. You would, and I think that the smart thing to do would be for Leon to, you know, edge his bets, go with the smart game plan, stay on his feet, be a counter striker and defender takedowns. But at the same time, if he wants to make a big statement, I think he wants to show his well-roundedness. And yes. I, you know, he feels like his ground game is massively underestimated. Who's he's, saying he's going to sub him? I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he's going to sub him, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't him. be surprised if we see him take Gunnar kind of down. Wow! Uh, absolutely, that would I, be a statement. It would. Yeah. I think. I think he feels like um, he's got a better chance at dictating the pace of the fight if Gunnar's shooting out of a defence rather than attack. Mm -hmm. If you allow Gunnar just to do what he does, you know, bounce around, leap in with that straight punch, grab a hold of you and drag you to the floor, you, you're in that cycle. Breaking out of that cycle is very difficult. But if you stop that cycle, like Rick Story did. You stop that cycle before it begins. You kind of short circuit Gunnar Nelson. You force him into doing things that he doesn't necessarily want to do. And I think you know when when Leon's looking at this fight, I don't think he's taking Gunnar lightly. But I think he's looking at Gunnar and going, at least I know what I'm going to get with him. Yes. At least I know he's coming out straight shot, take me down, rear naked choke. That's what he's going to do. So I can work around that. The, the shot would be if Gunnar did something different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk to me about UFC London as a whole, man. You fought on this card. I love it. I love it. It's, 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 I mean, it's the from thing a fan, is, from a fan's point of view, obviously we, we know we, we're getting it March time every single year. Yep. And it's brilliant that this card's got so many hometown heroes, I suppose. A lot of fans' favourites, local guys that you can get behind and girls. But from your point of view, as the fighter, it must be immense, man, to, to fight in that cauldron because it seems built for it, the O2 Arena. Yeah, it is. It's like a gladiatorial arena. I, I mean, I remember both the times I fought at the arena. I remember specifically the drive up to the arena, sitting in the bus with all the other fighters, and you just 
you know, but you're you not getting your own private car. I thought you were like big time. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what you do now. I'm I got my own pri- wheels. I got my own private tra- ambulance. Hang on a minute. He doesn't travel wheels anymore, this lad. Because he's just coming by helicopter. I did get my own private ambulance after the second part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was lovely. Lights and everything. I felt, I felt like I'd made it. Can't, I can't remember it. Everything was black. Yeah. Someone was saying my name when there were lights. Surely it was a good night. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's, it's the hotel arena. You, you'll feel it when you walk Hang out. On. You know, you knew she's going to do it. You know she's going to do it. There's Molly on wait. Abs McCann. She's on. Abs McCann. <laughs> We've checked it, you're all good. Yeah. <laughs> but while you're, while you're in the underbelly of the stadium and everything's going on outside, because you've, you've headlined it and you've been on the card, as you've just said, can you tell what's going on outside? Or are you, do you watch it on the screen or anything like that? Or are you just hearing the atmosphere through the walls? Yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a weird disconnect when you're in the dressing room because you're in this quiet space, white walls, benches, a few other fighters. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot going on in those, in those rooms, but they are quite... It's quite a solemn atmosphere sometimes because there's that everybody's waiting. Yeah, everybody's waiting for that walkout. We've got the we've got the screen, so we can kind of see. But there's a disconnect. Do you watch? Oh, I always watch the fights. Yeah. But the thing is, anytime I'm watching an event, I'm always thinking, God, I wish I was fighting tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if I'm even isolated now. and even now, all the yeah. time, yeah, all the time. Like, so if that's I'm watching you're on the weight, fights, aren't you? just in case it. someone drops out. That's exactly it. <laughs> that's exactly it. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Um, it's the stepping out into the corridor for me. That's when you start hearing the vibrations going through the building, you know, and you can hear people stomping and, you know, yeah. just that vibration, that atmosphere. It's, yeah, it, it does it does reverberate through the whole arena. The atmosphere in Liverpool when Neil Diamond came on, because oh. it was such a shock, you know, because we were all expecting Phil Collins. He, he kind of teed up saying, I might do something a bit different, but we didn't actually think he was going to do it. And he comes out to Sweet Caroline, which is the anthem of British boxing right now, and. It just went crazy. And now I'm just thinking, do we get to times that by two in the O2 Arena? Because it's going to be fucking electric on Saturday night when that drops. It it's going to be unreal. Especially now everyone's kind of expecting it. Yeah. I mean, he mentioned it yesterday at the uh, at the Open Workouts as well. So, it, I mean, it, you know, it's clearly he's chosen that track mm. that he wants to use that again. It's, it's, it's the uniting of the whole crowd behind him, you know, even if you're not there to support Darren, even if you're there as a Masvidal fan, you're going to be singing along. Of course. It's one of those kind it's of songs. one of them songs, yeah. yeah, yeah. Skin full of beer, and I'm in. Live on live broadcast. I'm not talking about me. Oh, I'll be working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to let my employers know, I'll be very sober. <laughs> Same for the fans. We've had a few drinks. The beautiful thing about it is, is that it is theatre. This is showbiz at the end of the day, isn't it? Yes, and the way the UFC put their shows together, they just do it right. There's a there's a nice speed to the event, one in, one out, moving it along quite quickly. So the fans don't have time for going downstairs for a toilet or anything like that, do they? Keep they keep the momentum going. And when you're talking about walkouts, I love you get the little VT on the big screen, so you're you're locked into that. Next thing you know, tune goes and you you're pumped. And then they just time it nicely where then you see that person coming out and walking out. And you're saying as the fighter at that particular moment, because you can hear your tune. Always. That's the moment where you go in. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Can you take it in? Do you take in them moments? You know, there's a, there's a, oh, there's a surreal moment for me, and it's when I'm standing behind the curtain. I remember this at the Oto Arena, standing behind the curtain, and I hear the drum roll, dun, 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 and like, I know it's time. 
but there's that moment where it's quite surreal. And I Are you allowed to say that? Because that's Bruce Buffer's line. That's copyright. <laughs> we'll, we'll, edit, right? we'll edit that out. I'll give him his £6.50 <laughs> later. We'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the moment. It's, it's not the, time. It's, it's the moment. It's almost time. It's almost time. Yeah, there's, there's that surreal moment where I'm standing behind the curtain and I have this kind of out-of-body experience where I think to myself, I could be in the arena watching this as a fan now, yeah. and I'm in this moment. I'm I'm the one that's gonna gonna have all my all the eyes on me as I walk out, and it feels really overwhelming before the curtains are pulled back. And as soon as the curtains are there, it's like I put the mask on and I'm walking out. And I think a lot of fighters see that. You, you'll see it particularly you see, on the you main see that event. That bit, that bit, I'd like, but we are having to go for the fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just the ring walk. I just want to do the ring walk and go. Nice one, thanks. Thanks for coming. See you in a bit. <laughs> you, you'll see it on the the main event fighters because they are. Um, they, you'll get their walk from the corridor. Yes. You know what I mean. So you'll see that moment where they're kind of walking out. The camera's there and the team are around them and stuff. But there's that moment where they emerge into the arena. Yeah. And you just kind of see people oh, kind amazing. of look up and around. They're like, always takes people by surprise. Yeah. That's the moment, isn't it? That's the moment. That's the iconic moment now that the UFC, I think, have absolutely got nailed on. Yeah. Those ring walks, the yeah. theatre of everything. And then you lock the cage door and away they go. Absolutely. Fingers crossed we're going to get some serious... I think we're going to get some serious knocks at yes. UFC London. No question about it. Predicting that. fight of the night, predicting performance of the night. Fucking good luck. Toss a coin. You know, Danny Roberts never in a bad fight. Mm -hmm. Phillips versus... Oh, fucking hell, the Battle of Wales, kid. How can that not deliver? How can that not the deliver? Main event. How can the main event how can not deliver? How can the main event not deliver? Mm. Both Mike Grundy and, and Molly McCann, first two fighters on the card, spent plenty of time with them over the last two weeks. Both of them have said exactly the same thing. I'm here to get a performance bonus. That's the first two fights on the card. Mm. Oh, Grundy against Naramani is going to be wicked. That's going to be crazy. Wicked, a really crazy. good domestic fight. You know, and the thing is as well, they like they they kind of occupy the same space as far as their style goes. You've got to think Grundy's got the advantage in the wrestling, but then Naramani's probably got more MMA experience, probably a slightly better striking skill set because he's managed to integrate the two better. But. I mean, that's a war from start to finish. And that's going to be a fast-paced fight, you know what yeah. I mean? Lots of scrambles, lots of up and down, lots of punches exchanged. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll make one prediction. One prediction. How many rounds main event? Two. Two. Two for me. Yeah? Two for me. I think, uh, I think George's experience gets him through the first round. And I, th I think the first round could be close down the stretch, but I think Till will light him You're up You're back in Till, are you? There's a surprise. <laughs> 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 two, two. I'm allowed I'm to one. I reckon it's just going to be fireworks. Straight in, no messing about. Bang, right. gone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm not making a prediction, so I'm going to say we're going to have a decision. Yeah. I'm working the event, so I don't make predictions. I, I think we'll have a decision, and it'll be a war for 25 minutes. Ah. And when we get to the final scorecards, people aren't going to know which way the judges are calling it. Wow. There you go. Okay. Enjoy Can't it. Wait. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.